Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. Today's episode is on a subject dear to my heart, praying for our kids. I'll never forget the indescribable joy that flooded my heart as I became a mom and held my first newborn baby in my arms. But as I realized how much I loved her, that joy was immediately followed by fear of something bad happening to her. In every season, we parents have worries and fears that bring us to our knees, keep us awake at night, and sometimes paralyze us. And the only thing that can ease my anxiety is giving it to God in prayer. Again and again, I have felt His grace calm my heart, settle my mind, and bring me the peace that surpasses all understanding when my imagination runs wild. I've heard it said that the older our kids get, the more we go to God about our children than to our children about God. And I agree. Especially in the teenage years, prayer is a powerful weapon in protection against the enemy and the best tool that we have as mothers to ask God to work in our children's hearts. Prayer is so important to me that I chose it as a final chapter in my newly released book for moms of teen girls called Love Her Well. To celebrate the release, my publisher is allowing me to share Chapter 10 on prayer straight from the audiobook. Whether you're listening to this episode alone, with your daughter, or with a friend, I hope it equips you to be your child's prayer warrior. You can find a short version of this message as well as a new blog post on my website. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Chapter 10. Pray for her and empower her through faith. Your daughter needs God for two reasons. She needs help and she needs hope. Dr. Meg Meeker. When my daughter was two years old, she went into anaphylactic shock. It was a terrifying and painful reminder of how life can change in a blink. We'd been vigilant about her food allergies, yet this was a new allergy that she'd never been tested for. My hand shook as I dialed 911 and they told me to administer the EpiPen. I'll never forget the pulsating fear that spanned my body as I ran my baby down a dark and steep driveway to the paramedic van at the street. Having no sight of her face in the pitch black night amplified my fear and I could only pray that the EpiPen had worked to stop her swelling face and tightening throat. By God's grace, that EpiPen did work, but that night changed me. It was my third major parenting scare one that left me shaken for days and ready to bargain with God. I didn't like how different my faith looked before a scare versus after a scare. It felt wrong. Why did it take an emergency to bring me to my knees? Why did I regret the way that I forgot God on normal days and clung to Him in a crisis? Deep down, I knew I depended on Him for every breath in my lungs, yet I felt self-sufficient until a crisis hit. Seeing my child in danger and feeling helpless to save her, made it extremely clear that I have far less control than I believe. C.S. Lewis said, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. The purpose of prayer isn't to manipulate God or treat Him like a magic genie, but to deepen our relationship with Him. Through trials and triumphs, we can draw closer and lean on Him for wisdom, comfort, direction, peace, courage, strength, and protection. The teenage years usher in a panoply of stress. As one worry settles down, a new one pops up. There's so much to worry about. New drivers, underage drinking, binge drinking, drugs, drugs slipped into drinks, sexual activity, sexual assault, suicide, still developing brains, bad influences, life-changing mistakes, anxiety, loneliness, social media, and a thousand other concerns, and all weigh heavy on a mother's heart. 
We want guarantees, but there's no guarantee that a teenager thriving at 8 a.m. will still be thriving by 8 p.m. that night. For those who crave certainty, this can be paralyzing. The good news is we have an almighty God. He holds the world and our teenagers in his hand, and he knows this job is too big for us to handle alone. He created us to need him and to give him our burdens. He hears our prayers, and he promises that our prayers don't return void. He works all things together for good for those who love him. Romans 8, 28. The teen years hold tremendous potential to turn mothers into prayer warriors. This season can amplify our prayer lives and embolden our faith unlike any other period. Our daughters will face trials that we can't control, predict, or fix. We won't always be present when they need us, but God will be. He hears our prayers and cares more about our daughters than we do. Even if you're new to faith, even if you're walking only one step ahead of your daughter, you can be a powerful prayer warrior. You can equip her spiritually and point her to the one who gives everlasting peace. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 1 John 5.14 Parenting Without Guarantees I once read a parenting book that frustrated me. The wisdom was amazing, but it felt like the author was saying, I raised great kids, and here's how you can too. There were many one plus one plus one equals three insinuations, like taking kids to church plus studying God's word plus surrounding them with godly people equals godly kids set for life. I believe in intentional parenting, and that's why I wrote this book. I believe it's hard to love someone you don't really know, and for our daughters to know and love God, it's important that we take them to church, help them understand scripture, cultivate character, and encourage healthy relationships. But what parenting books often ignore or skim over is the fact that even the best parenting doesn't guarantee results. Jesus was the perfect teacher, yet one of his disciples betrayed him. His perfection could not override the free will that God gives everyone. Also, a child who looks like a role model can be more distant from God than a child whose life is in shambles, but who has a deep, desperate faith. A girl who thrives in her 20s may self-destruct in her 40s. There's no guarantee that any child is set for life, even if they're well-adjusted as they leave home. Cameron Cole, a youth pastor in the same church for 15 years, wrote an interesting article for Rooted Ministry titled, Mystery and Lament When It Looks Like Your Child's Life Is Falling Apart. He talks about God's long-game vision and waiting patiently for him to act. Cameron says, I have seen the sweet, good youth ministry insider, the type who answers every question in Sunday school and never misses a youth event, become the pot-smoking atheist. I've seen the rebellious high schooler become a Jesus-loving man of the gospel, the quietly skeptical girl become a consistent churchgoer in college, and the kid with superstar Christian parents never give Christianity a second thought. Cameron adds that God makes no guarantees in this life, but regardless of how messy, painful, and hopeless things look, God is at work in your child's life. He pursues your child, and whether she realizes it or not, he'll use her life for his ultimate glory. As we accept the unpredictable nature of God's redemptive work, we gain patience in the challenging moments. This is real life. This acknowledges how today is one chapter in a much bigger story, and that we can't see ahead, we can stay faithful in praying and never give up on our daughters or on God. My friend's husband often says, the older our kids get, the more we go to God about our children than we go to our children about God. Some of our best work as parents is done on our knees. 
sometimes what our kids need most is less talk and more prayers. Like C.S. Lewis, I pray because I'm helpless. I need the grace of heaven to deal with the uncertainty of this world. I can't control my daughters or their lives, but I can pray for them and empower them through faith. You can too, praying for your girl with confidence and courage. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Colossians 4.2 Become her prayer warrior. Teenage girls are hungry for comfort and reassurance. When I speak to a group, I hear it in their voices and see it in their eyes, a look of searching and a longing to make sense of life. They want an anchor. They need a rock they can count on. In a season when everything in their life constantly changes, their feelings, moods, bodies, relationships, and circumstances, they crave security. This is where God comes in. This is where we can tell them that people and life are always subject to change, but God isn't. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He pursues them relentlessly and yearns for a relationship. They can lose everything they love on earth, but they can't lose His love. God is the security they're searching for, the anchor for their soul, the one who saves them through Jesus. Psalm 127, 4 says children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. As parents, we shape our arrows and send them into the future. We decide where to aim. The goal is to launch Christ followers, to raise girls who know their purpose and will influence their generation and the following generations for Him. God can use our daughters in ways that outlive our time on earth. And when we stay mindful of this, we find extra motivation to impact tomorrow through our parenting and prayers today. Here are prayers to say as your daughter's prayer warrior. 50 prayers for your teenage daughter. One, pray for her to be a light and for God's armor to protect her. Two, pray for her heart to be like Jesus's heart. Three, pray for wise counsel, healthy-minded friends, and godly advisors. Four, pray for God to protect her physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Five, pray for her health. Six, pray for your daughter to have the courage to do what she needs to do. Seven, pray for God to cultivate in her the heart of a warrior. Eight, pray for the passions and gifts that will help her carry out her calling. Nine, pray for a vibrant relationship with Christ, a heart on fire for Him. Ten, pray for her to seek God's approval over human approval, living for her audience of one. Eleven, pray for the Lord to be with her and in her. Pray for her to have a deep awareness of His presence. Twelve, Pray for sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's nudgings. 13. Pray for great friends and strong, healthy relationships. 14. Pray for her friends and most trusted circle. 15. Pray for light to find light, especially as friend groups shift. 16. Pray for unhealthy relationships to be short-lived and to teach her lessons about better choices in the future. 17. Pray for her college roommates and future boyfriends. Ask God to bring positive influences into her life. 18. Pray for strong mentors, teachers, coaches, and encouragers who recognize her potential, cultivate her gifts, and help her achieve her goals. 19. Pray for role models to help her see who she wants to be. 20. Pray for her future husband if marriage is in God's will. Pray for a man who loves the Lord first and her second. Pray for protection over him, especially against temptation. 21. 
Pray for a strong conscience shaped by the Holy Spirit. 22. Pray for conviction from the Holy Spirit. 23. Pray for her to seek help when she feels troubled or ashamed. 24. Pray for her guardian angel to protect her. 25. Pray for spiritual discernment and a radar for truth. 26. Pray for doors to close if an opportunity isn't from God. 27. Pray for the thwarting of any evil planned or plotted against her. 28. Pray for her to trust her gut instincts. 29. Pray for escapes from dark situations. 30. Pray for a heightened awareness of God's mercy. 31. Pray for her to extend God's grace and forgive those who have wronged her. 32. Pray for her to stand on God's promises, especially as she finds herself on shaky ground. 33. Pray for her small mistakes to come to light so they don't evolve into bigger mistakes. 34. Pray for God to reveal himself as he pursues her, rescues her, and meets her where she is. 35. Pray for her to own her faith and stand firm in her convictions. 36. Pray for any seeds you plant now to take root at a time most opportune to her salvation. 37. Pray for humility, resilience, strength, stamina, a strong work ethic, courage, confidence, wisdom, clarity, fortitude, patience, perseverance, peace, and self-control. 38. Pray for her to use technology responsibly. 39. Pray for a thick skin and a tender heart, the ability to handle hard realities without letting them harden her. 40. Pray for a grateful spirit. 41. Pray for obedience to God. 42. Pray for God to bless the choices that honor Him. 43. Pray for her to become a good steward of her pain, sharing her testimony to help others. 44. Pray for new beginnings. 45. Pray for good career choices and strong mentors. 46. Pray for the souls she will impact and influence. 47. Pray for patience with God's plan. 48. Pray for her to live bravely and boldly for Jesus. 49. Pray for her to love the Lord with all of her heart, mind, and soul. And 50. Pray for her to finish strong and serve her purpose here on earth. Max Lucado says, Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. God answers prayers, but he can't answer what we don't pray. Our daughters face enormous challenges, and they need our help fighting physical and spiritual battles. Only God has known, since the beginning of time, who your daughter is, why she was born, and what she was born to do. He has a plan for her life that you're called to enable, not interrupt. Your daughter will impact thousands of people in her lifetime, and as you pray and empower her through faith, ask God to use her in big and small ways to make her a light for her generation and the generations that follow as she gets launched into the future. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. Hope is rooted in memory. One reason why teenagers struggle is because they don't have much history to draw on. Unlike adults who can look back on their lives and see examples of how heartaches and disappointments worked out, teenagers live in a world of firsts. They are feeling their first big rejection, their first broken heart, their first major failure. 
their first crushing disappointment, their first mistake they'll always regret, their first setback that feels like punishment, their first dream that doesn't come true. Understandably, they may wonder if they'll survive. As Rod Stewart and Sheryl Crow both famously sang, the first cut is the deepest, and nobody forgets their first blow of real pain. Yet God is faithful, and He carries us through storms. He is at work in our lives, even when we feel forgotten or overlooked. Faith is best understood in hindsight, and only as we look back on a trial can we see His presence and protection. Only upon reflection can we see how different pieces of the puzzle ultimately fit together. Currently, your daughter has limited life experiences. She may only have a few examples of God helping her through hard times. By reminding her of who God is and what He has done in your life, her life, and Scripture, you help her connect the dots. In the book, Boundaries, the authors say the Bible is full of God's reminding His people of what He did in the past to give them faith for the future. Hope is rooted in memory, they write. We remember getting help in the past, and that gives us hope for the future. Teenagers need hope, and since Jesus is the ultimate hope, they need Him. They need parents and mentors who empower them through faith and help them see today's trials as tomorrow's testimonies, stories of survival they will eventually share with their friends and future children. It is up to every generation to equip the one behind them. As moms, we can pray for our daughters to outdo us. We can give them the tools and the encouragement to dive deeper into their faith and draw more hearts to God than we did in our lifetime. We can pray that our ceiling becomes their floor and that any arrows they send into the future fly higher and farther than ours once did. Our work as mothers matters. Our prayers have lifelong impact. Our daughters are in the hands of a God who knows them, loves them, and provides the ultimate security in their lives. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Psalm 46, 5. Chapter 10, Reflection Questions. Number one, name a terrifying time in your daughter's life when you realized your lack of control. How did it affect your faith? Number two, on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable are you with prayer? Do you believe it makes a difference? Have you seen it make a difference? Do you doubt the power of your prayers or believe that other prayers are heard above yours? Explain. Number three, what blessings in your life may have resulted from someone's prayers for you? Explain. Number four, what trials did you face as a teenager that God carried you through? How has he worked in your daughter's trials? Does your daughter give God credit for his work in her life? Number five, the older our kids get, the more we go to God about our children than we go to our children about God. Do you agree? Why or why not? And number six, have you ever thought about your prayers outliving you? Does it change your prayer life knowing that you can impact a world you'll never see? Friends, thanks for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. If you enjoyed this show, please tell your friends, leave a ratings or review, and subscribe on iTunes so you can access new episodes as soon as they drop. Also, my new book for moms of teenage girls is now available, and it's getting a terrific response, so be sure to check it out in the show notes. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you, and I'm praying for you and those special girls in your life.